Freedom doesn't need more cheerleaders shouting partisan slogans. It needs thoughtful, principled disciples of liberty. Deep down, we all know that freedom and liberty matter. This is where we discuss why they matter. It's time to elevate the discussion. Welcome to the never-ending quest for clarity. This is Loving Liberty with Brian Hyde. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Loving Liberty program. I'm Brian Hyde. My guest is Suzanne Sherman. And uh, we talked about uh, we talked about abortion in the last hour, which uh, that's a pretty heated topic. But there's another topic that uh, that is uh, kind of heated to me, and that is free speech. And Suzanne, you are currently a prisoner of the uh, latest war over free speech in that uh, you, you've been placed in Facebook jail. Why, pray tell, would someone as nice as you be sitting in Facebook jail? I'm a repeat offender. I I tell you, I get these bans. I think I hold the record. Uh, Earlier this year, I got a 30-day ban for a comment that is over eight years old. And 14 days into that ban, I got banned for an additional 30 days for another comment that was eight years old. I'll tell anybody, and I'm the first to admit it, when I first got involved in politics, I was watching the likes of Sean Insanity on the news calling Obama absolute <laughs> radical. I was getting all fired up after 911. I got onto Facebook, got in these, you know, patriots and exile groups, and I was a knuckle-dragging, warmongering, slobbering neocon. I was one of those, turn the entire area into a glass sheet, you know, kill them all, let God sort them out. God's going to sort us out. We keep this stuff up. I since, thanks to Facebook, coincidentally, was exposed to people that had other point of views that I at first thought were insane. And there's a a view out there that says, you know, maybe maybe we shouldn't be getting involved in all these wars. And it was a message more about liberty and less about uh, retribution and revenge. And it was a real eye-opener for me. So I'm getting banned for comments that I made with many, many others that are eight years old. And ironically, I'm trying to spread a message that makes these feelings no longer necessary with regards to decentralization. But therein lies the hook because my messages now are about decentralization and taking power away from governments, particularly in Washington, D.C. We know Facebook is just another branch of the federal government. These big tech giants are marching in goose step with them. My message is more dangerous than it was before. So now what they can conveniently do is have some sort of a search engine that finds words because of my demographic that they don't like, that they can ban me for. So this is happening. I own what I used to believe. I'm very upfront about it because I think it makes what I believe now far more credible. I've lived that way. I've lived where, you know, we were counting the days till Obama was gone. Right. You know, that wasn't the solution. You know, we had two Bushes, a Clinton and Obama. They were 28 years of one miserable administration. Blaming Obama is not the key. And then I really realized they were playing me like a fiddle, much like we see today. We see this all the time. I just saw another one complaining about Sharia law in the United States. You know what? For those of you that are you know, whining about Sharia law, how many of you are okay with the dismemberment of little babies? How many of you are okay with women being groped at the airport? You know? Let's talk about, let's look at ourselves. Let's take the log out of our own eye 
before we start hating on other cultures. Sounds like you and I have been through a very similar journey. I'm a recovering neoconservative as well. There was a time when I childishly glorified every use of military force because, hey, it made America great. It shows we are the best. USA, USA. You know, in fact, uh, my kids now joke around because they remember that phase. They remember flag-waving America, Dad. And now when someone says America, they look at me with a knowing twinkle in their eye like, right, Dad, that used to be you. Yeah. And, you know, that's a reflection upon the inability to distinguish what America really is, we the people, from this absolutely rogue and corrupt system of government. If Washington, D.C. were to go away, we would still be here. They conflate this government with the principles that the very government is quashing. And and also you'll hear people conflate the U.S. government with America, which exactly I, I, I have no hesitation with telling people, hey, the government is one facet of a very multifaceted country. But what makes America America includes the people, the traditions, the principles, the customs. Those are there. There are many things besides just our government. But politicians love it when people fall well, into that trap or they or, or when something happens around the world. Well, you know, we got bin Laden. Oh, really? You were there? You were on the flight? Uh, you, you capped him? Hey, congratulations. Yeah. And, and why did we even why did we even have an Al-Qaeda? Why did they come about? Because of our own actions. My friend Mike Meharry wrote a, a great commentary on on uh, this upcoming war that Michael uh, John Bolton wants against, uh, you know, against Venezuela. I'm sorry, but well, Venezuela and, and Iraq. And here's what he said, if I can just quote him really quickly. It says, I have a feeling I'm about to become very unpopular. I played cheerleader for America's wars for most of my life. I won't be doing it again. If the U.S. actually goes to war with Iran, mark my words, I'm not going to shut up about the pure evil blowing up innocent people across the globe for American hegemony. If John Bolton and his gaggle of war pigs want to show Iran who's boss, let them drag their wrinkled asses over there and do it themselves. Maybe they can arm wrestle or something. I don't care. But how about let's not kill a bunch of people who, by the way, are created in God's image, just like you. Boy, that is definitely a way to be unpopular. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I speak from experience because I've, I've been there myself. Now, let's go back to the issue of hate speech on the Internet. You uh, you find yourself in Facebook jail because someone considers whatever you had said hateful, even though it was done years ago. How can a person ever make any kind of progress in their understanding of this, either learning new truth or assimilating new truth in their life if they're not exposed to points of view outside of what they already know? What we have to remember is there are actual human beings that are monitoring these standards, not just the computers. I got my last ban, by the way, when I did a story about the Facebook community standards, people who are employed, not employed by them, but they're actually contractors who make, I think, $28,000 a year as opposed to the average $280,000 a year by the Facebook employee. So they can get a bunch of little pigeons sitting in cubicles reviewing posts for, you know, pennies on the dollar. And when I had that out, boom, I got another ban. So we've been talking about this. I had a neighbor when I lived in the belly of the beast in Palo Alto, California, 
who was very proud. She was in human resources at a tech company. And she said, whenever I get a resume and somebody tells me that they're a hunter, that resume goes straight into the garbage can. So forget the fact that her employers paid her to find the best suited candidates for the job. She took it upon herself to use her personal preference as a screen to disqualify somebody who might otherwise do a very good job in furthering the success of the company. These are the people that are saying, oh, and I have hunting pictures. I hunt on mine. Somebody might have seen those posts and marked me so they might go in that little cubicle. Let's see what that Suzanne Broad's doing. Let's see. Let's see what we can (laughs) find. Let's dig really deep and find something to get her for again. I I was just reading about uh, an example of Twitter applying its rules against hateful conduct to to ban an expression of hate speech, what it called hate speech. And what it did was it banned an expert on sexuality for stating in passing that transsexualism is a mental disorder. Now, the Bible of psychiatry, the DSM-5, which this guy helped to write that particular session, section, rather, says transsexualism is a disorder. But his expertise, when he shared his expertise, that was deemed hate speech, and uh, it got him banned, at least briefly. 28 years of research, and he's actually a friend of one of my co-hosts, Gregory Carpenter, and we're going to get him on our show. I'm going to see if I can put him in touch with you as well. But yeah, it's, it's when research is not in conformance with the you know, political opinion of these people, they will just ban it. The problem with calling something hate speech, how do we know it is hate speech? Well, it's subject to the the personal preferences of very, very hardcore leftists that are calling the shots in the tech industry. Do I think running to the federal government is the issue? Absolutely not. There's even talk of now taking Facebook and making it a public utility. So the moral of the story is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you start your own business and you achieve a certain level of success, the government's going to take it from you. It's not easy to speak the truth. we got to take a real quick break. Suzanne Sherman is my guest. If you'd like to join our conversation, call us, 801-331-8113. This is Loving Liberty, and we'll be right back. smoke and mirrors and see current events through the lens of common sense think about how bad things must be at the federal level for your state politicians to say we're going to hold a constitutional convention and rewrite the constitution in the end there's only two things we need to do one take the time to get right with god and just remember to be kind the joe carey show weekday afternoons at 12 America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. Liberty.com. 
Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Enjoy! Peace Legal, we're a refreshingly different type of law firm. Other law firms charge clients by the minute. Sometimes you're afraid to call your lawyer because you're worried about the cost. Not with Peace Legal. You have the option in most cases between hourly billing and flat fee billing. With flat fee billing, you know how much your case will cost up front. One flat fee, no hidden costs, and no charges to speak with your lawyer. We specialize in family law, adoptions, divorce, prenuptial agreements, and enforcement of custody and support orders. We also work with businesses and nonprofits with planning, contracts, and employment issues. We also handle what we call life law matters. We could all use a little help stretching our food budget. So listen close, because what I'm about to share with you is one of Salt Lake City's best kept secrets. Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse has an astonishing selection of foods purchased from a local food distributor, from fresh produce to restaurant quality sauces, meats, and snacks at prices below wholesale cost. Seeing is believing. Go to the Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse Facebook page and like it and follow them. That's Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse. Hey, once again, welcome back to Loving Liberty. I'm Brian Hyde. Suzanne Sherman is my guest. And we have Sam joining us on the line from Missouri. Hey, Sam. Hey, what a show. Um, I appreciate the conversation you're both having. And uh, Suzanne, I want to thank you for coming on Brian's show. I would have never known about you at all if it hadn't been for Brian. So uh, I appreciate him introducing uh you to all of us out here uh, that listen to Loving Liberty. So uh, just want to thank you for the work that you're doing, and God bless you for everything you're doing. Um, what I wanted to comment on is this whole issue with Facebook is something I've been railing about even on my own broadcast. I do a broadcast myself, and I've been saying that you know, everybody wants Facebook regulated or broken up and all this kind of stuff. And I keep coming forth, I'm saying what you guys don't understand is it's being regulated exactly how the government wants it regulated. want to get your take on that, uh, either one of you. Well, I agree completely, and it's in, it's inherently inconsistent to be one of these constitutionalists and call yourself a conservative and then cheer on when the federal government unconstitutionally uh, does something that you happen to like. And we see both sides doing this. So I was just telling Brian, there's actually now the White House has come out. There's an article here. It's been on Fox News as well. This, this article is on The Verge, and it says the White House launched a new tool for people to use if they feel they have been wrongly censored, banned, or suspended from social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. Now, I do not subscribe to the allegation that Facebook and these tech giants are not, uh, are, are, are 
independent private companies. I, I do believe that they are working very closely with the government. In fact, Mark Zuckerberg has said they will work with the government to regulate their own company. Why are they going to do that? Because they're going to be the direct beneficiaries of such regulation, which will help quash competition. And they're going to be receiving benefits from the government because of that. So uh, it's a really tricky situation. All I try and do is work within what we have. I will not go running to Donald Trump to tell him to fix this for me. I will be in here, you know, in, always consistent in my principles. But what can we do about it? It's to have opportunities like I have with Brian to reach out and get the word out there. Facebook is really deranking many of the news sources regardless. I think they would rather just stay out of the fray and have people posting pictures of their cats and dinner and just sell our information that way. Yeah, all stupid stuff. And there are other ways to work around these services. I mean, I've seen some people co uh, come up with other services. Uh, for uh, I know one is uh, USA.life. Now, that seems to lean more toward the, uh, the conservative bent. And then there's libertarian sites. I've heard of some other libertarian sites out there, more libertarian sites. My main thing at the end of the day, what I always tell people is, uh, are we promoting liberty or are we not? That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter, you know, politics be damned. Let's just get politics out of the way. The bottom line is, do we have the right to be left alone? And I would say, yes, we do, and we need to fight for it. Here, here. And Sam, I appreciate everything that you're doing in that regard. That's all right. God bless you both. Take care, and thanks for a good show. Okay, thanks so Thank much you. for your call. Anybody else want to join in? Here's the opportunity, 801-331-8113. By the way, Suzanne, I got I to gotta say I'm very happy to hear you bring up um, some of the concerns that you and others share about uh, this, this seemingly unavoidable collision with Iran that, that seems to be looming before us. Yeah, I, I mean, this is, again, something once upon a time I would have cheered on wholeheartedly. And I'm, I'm seeing this repeatedly with regards to Venezuela. We have this, again, false narrative that the Venezuelans voted their way into this problem. We have had shows on, on our network, Cerberus Radio Network, with my good friend Greg Carpenter. And we have another uh, friend of ours. His army name was Booger. <laughs> and... They talked about in great detail what exactly happened and the role of the CIA and I believe it was Assad who was on the ground. And they, they asked the questions, why was Chavez, after spending, uh, I think it was two years for treason, allowed to rise to power? And what they tell is a, is a very sordid story about the involvement of the international banking conglomerates, the banking elites, and how they are allowing the massive embezzlement so long as minimum payments are kept up to these people. It's a very long and convoluted story above my pay grade, but it was a real eye-opener for me. That was a show called The Spy Who Loves Liberty, and you can find that on our Cerberus Radio Network on SoundCloud. Excellent. Well, I would like to think that, that uh, there are still enough people who can remember uh, so many of the untruths and the hysteria and the fear-mongering that went into the invasion of Iraq back in 2003. But, you know, our memories are short, as evidenced by the fact that uh, we still vote a lot of the same people who made that happen back into office year after year after year. Who kept getting voted back into office who made a song 
bomb, 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 Iran. Yes. And they thought that was funny. I bet the little children who were at the receiving end of these bombs and their parents weren't laughing. What we've, we've become such a bloodthirsty society and we need, James Madison said that liberties were going to be taken under the auspices of a foreign enemy. And this has been, you know, part and parcel of over the past hundred years or so, we've had one boogeyman after another. And a friend of mine pointed out to me, I think it was the same person who woke me up about uh, Abraham Lincoln when I was banging the war drums. And this was this was somebody that had served in the United States Marine Corps. I thought, what's wrong with this guy? Why doesn't he want to blow up all these places and kill all these people? And he said, you know, after the Cold War ended, we really needed another boogeyman. After World War II ended, we needed another boogeyman. We needed another enemy. Operation Ajax, arguably, maybe that wasn't the exact cause of the overthrow of the first democratically elected government in the history of Iran, but we certainly wanted to do so. Well, We've been involved there. Go ahead. I just I want to get your take on to what extent is our media complicit in this? Because there was a time when we regarded, well, you know, journalists, they're the watchdogs. And if government's misbehaving or some politician is fudging the facts, our investigative journalists are going to know and they're going to say something. It seems to me journalists have been the enablers of all of this warmongering for quite some time. Well, with regards to the televisions, who do you think issues them their licenses to operate? Ah, good point. <laughs> Don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? You took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. Look at with regards to the public broadcasting companies. Look who look who provides the grants. You know, these government grants have been another way in which the message of freedom has been taken away from us. Once upon a time, you know, there were mass protests for wars. We're really not seeing that now. Both sides are 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 fighting and, and saying, well, we need to we need to take care of this. What what national security interests do we really have over there? I just saw something. I, it was actually the onion, but I am not kidding you. I thought it was actually true where <laughs> quoted John Bolton is saying that an, an Iranian attack on a Saudi Arabian tanker is an attack on all Americans. I kid you not. <laughs> wow. A genuine news article. Well, and, and that's that's the times that we live in. We have. Oh, yeah. My dog's not happy about that either. No, we, we have uh, we have this this terrible problem of everything is our business or so or so the politicians tell us and and it, interestingly enough there's an article on lou rockwell today i believe it's by uh, danielle ryan and she talks about how the media always gives the the government wiggle room when it comes to uh, to how it's it's leading towards war in other words it says things like well the u.s is stumbling into war drifting into war sliding into war as opposed to no we're deliberately being steered into it so they can't claim, well, we had no idea this is what was going to happen. Anyway, we, we've got to take a quick break. Suzanne Sherman is my guest. We have much more to discuss. Please stay with us. This is Loving Liberty.
timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to lightyourliberty.com. That's lightyourliberty.com. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Cut through the smoke and mirrors and see current events through the lens of common sense. Think about how bad things must be at the federal level for your state politicians to say, we're going to hold a constitutional convention and rewrite the Constitution. In the end, there's only two things we need to do. One, take the time to get right with God and just remember to be kind. The Joe Carey Show, weekday afternoons at 12. Welcome back to Loving Liberty. I'm Brian Hyde. Suzanne Sherman is my guest. And uh, look, we'll we'll take your calls, 801-331-8113. So I've been kind of picking on the media here a little bit. Uh, Yeah, they seem to be quite supportive, or at least uh, they're providing a rhetorical cover for leaders who seem to be steering the U.S. into a collision course with either Iran or Venezuela. But uh, Suzanne, there's another example of, of media bias here that seems pretty blatant. And this is regarding the shooting at Highland Ranch, Colorado, just within the last 10 days or so. 
and uh, one student was killed. I think eight people were wounded. We haven't heard much about this, have we? At least not for the last week or so. You would think that another school shooting would be taking over all the media stories because once this once these sort of events happen, they're clearly going to be calls for gun control. But then what they also do is look into the life of the shooter. Who was this person? And heaven forbid, for instance, somebody that goes in uh shoots up a a church and they find the Virginia battle flag in their Facebook posts or something like that. We're going to talk about this person and tear down monuments for months, but digging a little deeper reveals that this individual actually, I think is the son of a felon an illegal immigrant and is also transitioning. And I think the other shooter was, um, is a homosexual, but this really doesn't fit the narrative because here we are trying to prop up these transgender individuals as harmless people, you know, don't let them, don't worry about them in the bathrooms with your young daughters. Everything's okay. And now one goes and shoots up a school and you have to wonder, was this person undergoing hormone treatment? What are these hormones doing to these developing brains and these systems? And already, again, we saw somebody who was banished from Twitter uh, temporarily or otherwise for 28 years of scientific research. There was a time when homosexuality was considered a mental disorder. But if you pay enough money to the Democrat Party, they will normalize anything. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, pedophilia. Wow. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Dr. Charles Sakaritas. Has that name ever, ever crossed your radar screen? I, I don't think so. I don't know. He's a psychiatrist. And uh, he specifically has has done a lot of work with uh, patients dealing with same-sex attraction and and sometimes some of the uh, obsessive-compulsive behaviors that come along with that. And by that, I mean uh, people who would go out seeking anonymous sex with a dozen strangers at a rest stop. You know, that's that's not normal behavior. And his book is called uh, uh, Homosexuality, A Freedom Too Far. And he talked about he was there when the American Psychiatric Association removed homosexuality from the DSM. And it did it not by scientific study, not by, well, we have in light of further scientific evidence, we've determined, you know, that this is not a mental illness. It was strictly done by acclamation. It was a vote. Hey, should we take this out of there? This was like 1973, 1974. And it was a very politicized issue then. It's only become more politicized now. Um, I'm looking at the, the, the fact that the news media is not talking about the, the shooters or the accused shooters in Highland Ranch, Colorado. But you had pointed out during the break, how long did they go on? Wasn't it like a month solid that they talked about the, the kid from the Catholic high school with the Make America Great Again hat? At, uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Sandman, uh, white Catholic at a pro-life march in Washington, D.C., is approached, confronted by a hardcore leftist Native American. I believe it looked like some of the video he was actually touched, which would be a battery. And he stood politely and smirked. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have stood politely if somebody got that close to me. Uh, Hats off to this kid, no pun intended. And they talked about it for months, how disrespectful it was. Now we have somebody that actually went in and, you know, perpetrated gun violence. There's one of their opportunities. And when it turns out, just like the female Muslim who shot up over over at uh, YouTube, 
in Silicon Valley, they were quiet about that. They hide the narrative. We had a man in Virginia who was a homosexual who shot some people. I think it was nine. And you didn't see the gay pride flag being banned, did you? Nope. So, again, there's a hierarchy of protected uh, protected classes. And uh, we're at the bottom. We're at the absolute bottom of that class. They don't care about us. But gun control is the holy grail of the neo-Marxists that we're seeing. But they're going to put that aside when, obviously, the perpetrator takes away from their argument there. Because think about it. You mentioned that there was a vote that changed the diagnostic characteristic of certain classes of individuals. The same thing happened with regards to ADHD and ADD. I interviewed a woman several times by the name of Dr. Marianne Block. She became a medical doctor at the age of 37. She went to medical school because traditional medicine almost killed her daughter. So she talks about how they made up a set, a, a diagnosis by vote for a set of symptoms that are judged never based on medical treatment. So your kids are being put on dangerous psychotropic medications without any medical testing to see what is the underlying cause of these. And we have kids in every single classroom that are under the influence of these psychotropic, powerful drugs. But we never question them when we have these shootings as well. Many of these kids are on them. Why? Pay attention to who the advertisers are on these networks. Wow. I'm thinking there's a pharmaceutical flavor to that advertising. She, yeah. She told me. Actually, they, we can't have you on the networks, our, our advertisers. We can't have you on because our advertisers will never tolerate you being on here because she calls the pharmaceutical industry out for what they are. They're drug dealers. And these kids are being poisoned. And we're not talking about what is going on with these kids mentally that go on and have all these problems. Nick Cruz, look at this kid. Look at his background. Look at the prison to or the school um school to prison pipeline that they were uh, trying to avoid. So keeping his behavior away from law enforcement when he goes and does what he did in Parkland, Florida, what do we focus on? Banning AR-15s. Wow. So I have to ask you this then, Suzanne, are, are we better off to simply not watch the news or to access the media? Is it better off to be, uh, as Thomas Jefferson would say, uh, uninformed rather than misinformed? I don't think I don't think it's either or. I think that you have to look. I don't look at the mainstream media once in a while. If something major happens, I'll put on Fox. I can maybe tolerate it for two minutes before I have to turn it off. I don't care who the commentator is. The analysis never goes deeper than a birdbath. And they just don't understand. Even Tucker Carlson, one of their favorites. I catch him getting it wrong all the time. So these people don't understand this this just de facto deference to the Supreme Court, what the Constitution means, or this deference, obviously, to national security justifying going into more wars. It's it's just too frustrating to listen to Neil Gorsuch when he gave his nomination acceptance speech. It is the duty of the Supreme Court to protect liberty across this nation. Oh, my gosh. Everybody was cheering. It is absolutely not <laughs> the proper role of the, of the Supreme Court. That's how we get 60 million plus un, 
born that are have been murdered. You know, it is not their job to do that. Well, I I think I turned off the news uh, at least uh, two years and, and a few months ago. And meaning I used to watch it nightly. I would turn on the network news and just see what's happening. I, I, I wanted to see how are they spinning the truth. And, and, and it was spun, obviously. And, and many times, you know, I could see the distortion or the bias. But since I have turned it off, no joke, I feel wiser and I definitely feel happier for not making that a daily part of my life. I don't even miss my daily dread supplement, which I had grown dependent upon. Yeah, I mean, just just not paying attention to this. Like I said, you just buy into it and you feel like you're doing something. If you want to listen to a talk show host or, you know, watch TV and blame the Democrats for everything that's going wrong and then feel good that you've done something. And again, point the finger at the Democrats. The government loves this. They love when we play these partisan politics, identity politics. There's a quote that I actually included in an article that I just submitted for publication to the Tenth Amendment Center. Mike Lee was quoting the uh, Article 1, Section 8 with regards to the war powers, yet he uh, abandons Article 1, Section 8 with regards to the Cradle Act, which is a federal policy for paid maternity leave. And I quoted Clyde Wilson here because here's what he said. The founding fathers did not anticipate the ravages of a two-party system and its abilities to foist cunning mediocrities on the public. And he also says that our representatives today are creatures of political parties. They are more adept at winning offices than at filling them, at conniving and self-promotion than at statesmanship. And I submit to you that the mainstream media is guilty of the same thing. Okay, we got to take a very quick break. Suzanne Sherman is my guest. We'll be back on Loving Liberty right after this. all use a little help stretching our food budget. So listen close, because what I'm about to share with you is one of Salt Lake City's best-kept secrets. Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse has an astonishing selection of foods purchased from a local food distributor, from fresh produce to restaurant-quality sauces, meats, and snacks at prices below wholesale cost. Seeing is believing. Go to the Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse Facebook page and like it and follow them. That's Nikki's Wholesale Food Warehouse. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to lightyourliberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they 
can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Welcome back to Loving Liberty. I'm Brian Hyde. Suzanne Sherman has been my guest this morning. And Suzanne, I, I so appreciate you being available so that I can pick your brain and, and get your take on, on a lot of the things going on around us. You, well, you, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. You, you bring a principled point of view. And, and I know there are other folks out there who, you know, they, they want to they want to have a better understanding of the issues in terms other than just, is this a Republican stance or is this a Democratic stance? But a lot of folks seem really addicted to that uh, partisan Kool-Aid. Well, here we are. Did Donald Trump just not come up with a proposal for a $2 trillion infrastructure project, the brainchild of him and I believe Nancy Pelosi? And they said, we'll figure out how to pay for it later. This isn't what he was elected to do. He he overruled, he vetoed Congress's proposal to get us out of Yemen. Candidate Trump was a supporter of the Second Amendment. We have his support for the extreme risk protection orders. We have the bump stock ban. We have, yes, he got us out of the United Nations Treaty. Okay, that's that's fine, but... What's really been affecting people more is the other stuff that he did that is negative towards firearms rights. So, you know, maybe some things have been good that he's done, but so many of his uh, followers and his worshipers refuse to call balls and strikes. And I think you should do that over with any president. Uh, Obama was chastised by constitutional conservative Ted Cruz for not enforcing unconstitutional federal marijuana laws. Dang. Well, it, it just goes to show you, you know, if, if you're going to stake out a partisan position, uh, you better be kind of flexible because with, without a question, if it's a politician where you're placing your faith, that politician is going to force you to change your point of view at some point or force you to change your stance at some point because they will flip flop depending on which way the winds are, are blowing. 
Yeah, and, and I tell people, if you're okay with that, that's fine, but please stop using the Constitution to justify your your positions, particularly with regards to immigration. And gosh, when I'd go on the morning show on Talk, and we'd always say, you know, I always disagreed with our good friend Paul on there, and he'd say, well, this nation needs to defend its borders. The Constitution says so. I said, well, the Constitution does not say so. In fact, immigration, and my article in the Tenth Amendment Center, well, the Constitution was very clear that this was an issue left to the state. So depending on which America you're talking about, the one from 1776 to 1861, what we, Don Livingston refers to this as the Jeffersonian America, or the post-war against Southern independence America, the Hamiltonian Lincolnian America, the latter will justify today's views that the conservatives have with regards to immigration and securing our borders. But please do not cite the, the Constitution as your source of authority. Here, here. I just hope I I hope that uh, my listeners can appreciate how rare it is to find someone who will will make this distinction. It's not because people are evil or because they're stupid in in failing to make that distinction. I think it's more a product of um, following the path of least resistance. And sometimes it's just easier to go along the partisan lines. Well, this is a conservative point of view, and so that's how I'm going to go. But uh, Suzanne, you're you're not. Uh, you don't allow yourself to be shoehorned into one camp or the other. Principle sometimes requires taking a little bit different approach. I appreciate that. And people make good faith efforts to determine what is constitutional or not. The problem is they often defer to lawyers or law professors who are paraded out and sat down and, and dictate to the rest of us what the Constitution means, and they always get it wrong. I submit to you uh, my article on the problem with lawyers that was published by the Abbeville Institute. I am an attorney, and the problem is lawyers are taught that the 14th Amendment trumps, no pun intended, the 10th Amendment. In fact, when we are doing bar review, there is a multiple choice day where we have to answer questions. And they told us for purposes of expediency, if you have to choose between the 10th Amendment and the 14th Amendment, always go with the 14th Amendment because it is always the correct answer. If wow. you go, talked about this, your friend who's taking the bar exam, I said, if you take the bar exam and answer it in a matter that is in, con in conformance with the historical truth, you will fail the bar exam. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, can I shift gears on you? Can we go to a totally non-political, non-patriotic place? Is that okay? I would love it because I know right where you're going with this. Okay. Tim Conway passed away a couple of days ago. And I don't get gaga over, you know, celebrity deaths. I'm not out there making a shrine on the sidewalk. Oh, Tim, we barely knew you. But I, I feel like some recognition is due to this guy just because he made me laugh so much. And it sounds like, Suzanne, he was uh, he was was part of your growing up as well and made you laugh, too. It was quality family time. I remember it was some of the few times that my parents and I just got together and laughed hysterically at the television. And I share that with my kids now. Thanks to YouTube, so many of these skits that they did are available and you can watch. And my kids, well, they're 18 and 20 now, but my boys find it hilarious. You know, we're seeing on Facebook and social media, we're seeing all these skits coming back and posted. And God bless this man. He, he brought so much to so many and did so in such a wholesome manner. 
I want to play a short clip here, and, and I want you to bear with it because uh, you won't get to see the video component, but uh, just the audio alone should help convey the comic genius of this guy and, and his ability to uh, dispense clean humor and yet to just bring the audience to their knees. Listen to this. Good evening. This is Don Rombaugh with the news. As you know, our news is the latest news in town, the most up-to-date news possible. Even I have not as yet seen the news. News coming directly from a news machine right here in our studio, taken from the machine as we go on the air, and read to you so that you see the news as we see the news. And now, here's the news. A momentary delay here as the uh, uh, machine is turned on here in the studio for the news. <laughs> now, here's the news. The machine is broken. <laughs> well, that's news. Okay, that'll give you an idea of, of what we're talking about here. That uh, that dry sense of humor. He was the perfect straight man. And uh, anyway, you were just reminiscing with me uh, off the air here, Suzanne, uh, the, the different characters that Tim Conway came up with. Uh, I mean, he really made the Carol Burnett show. All respect to Carol. She was very talented. But, but the reason I tuned in was to watch everybody try not to laugh when Tim Conway was doing his thing. And they, they failed miserably. And that's what made it so funny. Some of the funniest things that he did were unsaid. And the effect that he had not only on the crew, the rest of his co-stars, but just the American people. Compare that to the television and what is found, what is deemed humorous today. We're not going to delve into that. Let's focus on what is amazing about Tim Conway and, and what he brought. So much joy. It, you know, it's indicative. My, my cheeks are hurting right now because as you and I were reminiscing when, when we were off the air playing this, uh, it's just, it just brings back how, how, what a genius this man, comedy genius. Well, and I, I readily confess, I have a really warped sense of humor. I will <laughs> laugh at things that are inappropriate, but I also have the deepest respect for those comedians like Tim Conway, like uh, Andy Griffith and others who made us laugh and never once had to venture into the gutter to find the humor to make it possible. Yes. Foster Brooks, the drunk air, airline oh, yes. pilot, <laughs> you know, and, and I, it's a sad commentary that we just really don't have that anymore. Everything just has to become so basified. And I hope this serves as a reminder. Maybe maybe people on Facebook, kids or you know, the younger generation that might not be familiar with him will see this. It was just much simpler times. Just just a great time for for television. I like to show my kids reruns of the Beverly Hillbillies and the Andy Griffith show for for the express purpose of showing them guys, you can be funny and you can be extremely humorous and even sophisticated without having to resort to, like you called it, the base kind of humor. Yeah, I actually went to a Jeff Dunham performance at Eccles out here, and I was I just, I really wasn't looking forward to it. And yeah, he had a few a few choice words in there, but by and large, it was wholesome family entertainment. I was really pleased. Compared that to uh, a friend of mine, I was watching Netflix with one time, and they put on David Chappelle, and I said, "Turn this off." 
I, yeah. I have no desire to watch this. You know, and then to go after low-hanging fruit, Trump, Republicans, blah, blah, blah. It's just so unintellectual. But going back to the genius of these people in the cast, and just as, as we're talking about this, everybody that's familiar with him, go through your mind right now and think of the various skits. I'm thinking of the one where he was talking about the we, circus elephant. We got to stop here, unfortunately. We're okay. up against the clock. SuzanneCSherman.com is her website. Suzanne, thanks for being my guest. Always enjoy it. The Loving Liberty Radio Network, where like-minded people are welcome to share ideas.